Welcome to the Institute of Catholic Culture, a nonprofit Catholic organization dedicated to the re-evangelization of our society through educational and cultural programs offered to the public at no charge. This and other presentations, hundreds of hours of audio, are available for free on our website, www.instituteofcatholicculture.org. There you can listen to or download educational programs related to all aspects of our divine faith, and you can review our schedule of upcoming events. We hope you can join us in person. I want to do a couple of introductory remarks about what I'm about to do with these stations. Uh, I'm going to be using, a, you may, some of you may be familiar with Everyone's Way of the Cross. It's very different than the typical Stations of the Cross in that Typical stations of the cross will usually have some scripture and, and a prayer and a response and usually a, a version of the Stabat Mater and so on. Um, <clears throat> but I think that um, this, um, this is a little bit different. It's a dialogue between you or and I, in other words, between us and Christ. He speaks and then we respond. And I might elaborate on a few of these as we go, but I would um, ask you to ponder now uh, the concept of the mystical body of Christ. Now, St. Paul wrote something in the, that I think it helps us to understand how this, how this is um, laid out for us. So St. Paul wrote here to the, uh, to the Colossians, I rejoice in my suffering for you, and I fill up in my flesh what is still lacking in regards to Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, the church. Now, of course, we immediately think, well, what uh, could be lacking? And in the, in the sufferings of Christ? And the answer is nothing. <laughs> but what Paul is speaking about is that some of those sufferings extend outward or forward in time. You and I weren't born yet, but we were mystically united with Christ already. Uh, he's always known the members of his body. He's not gaining weight, beginning new members. He's, <laughs> all of us have, have always been mystically present. Of course, we exist in time that extends forward, and uh, Christ went through his sufferings uh, as the head of the body of the church. But each of us, in our own way, carry have a little bit of a sliver of that cross that's ours. And that, the only thing, that's why St. Paul says there is anything lacking. It wasn't that there was anything intrinsically lacking, but just in the way that time unfolds for us down here, our sliver of the cross wasn't yet there. It, it was there, but not from our perspective, if you follow me. Now, that, that is essentially what uh, Deacon Clarence Ensler, he died a good number of years ago. He was a permanent deacon in this diocese, and he wrote this beautiful reflection. And he speaks to us, uh, and we respond, because Christ's crucifixion is something that we live out as well. And this book, I think, brings a lot of that out, all right? So with that in mind, I want to do uh, the sign of the cross. I'm going to just sing one verse of the Stabat Mater. And then uh, we'll, we'll get right into the stations, all right? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. At the cross her station keeping, stood the mournful mother weeping, close to Jesus to the last. Now, we're, we're going to come to the first station, but here's an introduction first. Christ speaks to us. These 14 steps that you are now about to walk, you do not take alone. I walk with you. Though you are you and I am I, yet we are truly one, one body, one Christ. And therefore, my way of the cross 2,000 years ago and your way now are also one. 
Note this difference. My life was incomplete until I crowned it by my death. Your 14 steps will only be complete when you crown them by your life. And so we now go to the first station. The first station, Jesus is condemned to death. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross, you have redeemed the world. Christ speaks. In Pilate's hands, my other self, I see my father's will. Though Pilate is unjust, he has earthly power over me. And so the Son of God obeys. If I can bow to my Father's will, can you also submit, even in the face of injustice? And we reply, my Jesus Lord, obedience cost you your life. For me, it cost an act of the will, no more. And yet how hard is it for me to bend? Remove the blinders from my eyes, that I may see that it is you alone whom I obey. Lord, it is you. And brothers and sisters, just a thought on this for our situation. All of us are struggling. You know, we're under, most of us under the power of civil authority that's right now using a very heavy hand. And some of us may think this is entirely appropriate. Others of us doubt. We don't know. But, you know, at the end of the day, the church reminds us and the scriptures remind us that, um, Authorities that have been established have been established by God and that we are to obey lawful authority. Um, of course, we can't obey unjust laws or, or evil things, but as a general norm, um, we, we have some obligation. This is a cross for a lot of us. I, I know it is for me, um, but here we are at the first station of the cross acknowledging that others have authority over us as well. And I'm not comparing them to Pontius Pilate, but I'm just saying that obedience, sometimes people ask me, is celibacy the hardest thing? No, obedience is. It's always been the hardest. Celibacy is not really that hard. Uh, obedience is always hard. So we move on. That's the first station. Jesus is condemned to die. We now move to the second station. The second station of the cross. Jesus takes up his cross. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross, you have redeemed the world. This cross, this chunk of tree, is what my father chose for me. The crosses you must bear, my other self, are largely products of your daily life. And yet my father chose them too for you. Receive them from his hands. Take heart, my other self. I will not let your burdens grow one ounce too heavy for your strength. And we reply, my Jesus, Lord, I take my daily cross. I welcome the monotony that often marked my day, discomforts of all kinds the summer's heat, the winter's cold, my disappointments, tensions, setbacks, and cares. Remind me often that in carrying my cross, I carry yours with you. And though I bear a sliver only of your cross, you carry all of mine, except a sliver in return. We go now to the third station. Jesus falls for the first time. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross, you have redeemed the world. The God who made the universe and holds it in existence by his will alone now becomes a man too weak to bear a piece of timber's weight. How human in his weakness is the Son of God. Yes, my Father willed it thus. I could not be your model otherwise. If you would be my other self, you must also accept without complaint, your human frailties. Lord Jesus, how can I refuse? 
I willingly accept my weaknesses, my irritations, my moods, my headaches, my fatigue, all my defects of body, mind, and soul, because they are your will for me. These handicaps of my humanity, I gladly suffer them. Make me content with all my discontents, but give me strength to struggle after you. And so, uh, brothers and sisters, in this um, station, we see the, uh, the, uh, we all have human frailties, but starting with our physical frailties, as we age and our body starts to creak and things fall off and fall apart and don't work anymore. That's part of a, part of a way that God intends for us to perhaps humble us. And I don't like my sufferings and trials any more than you do. Uh, uh, if, I start, if you do start to like them, I'm going to worry about you. But we all know that suffering has its place in, in our life, um, carrying our cross. Sufferings give us wisdom. Sufferings uh, teach us the strengths we didn't know we had, they give us perspective that this world really isn't it, something we have, we have to set our eyes on something better. So we all carry the cross, and uh, every now and again we fall under its weight because we have human frailties and difficulties. And when we fall, there's an old saying in Scripture, woe to the solitary man. If he falls, he has no one to help him up. So if we do fall, thanks be to God, we pray there will be others nearby to help us. And whether it's a physical weakness or some kind of struggle, we, we simply thank God. So that was the third station, Jesus falls for the first time. Now we go to the fourth station. Jesus meets his afflicted mother. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. My mother saw me whipped. She saw me, sees me kicked and driven now like a beast. She counts my every wound. But though her soul cries out in agony, no protest or complaint escapes her lips or even enters her thoughts. She shares my martyrdom, and I share hers. We hide no pain, no sorrow from each other's eyes. This is my Father's will. My Jesus, Lord, I know what you are telling me. To watch the pain of those we love is often harder than to bear our own. To carry my cross after you, I too must stand and watch the sufferings of my dear ones, the heartaches, sicknesses, and grief of those that I love. And I must let them watch mine too. I do believe, though, Lord, for those who love you, that all things work together unto good. And so teach us, Lord, that indeed that truth, that all things, not just the pleasant things, but all things work together for good if we love and trust you. Lord, it is a difficult thing. I'm so mindful of Mel Gibson's movie many years ago. We saw the passions in many ways through Mary's eyes. Nobody knew the pain of Jesus like Mary. Nobody knew, nobody shared. Now at length for her, the sword has passed, as Simeon mentioned. And we stay close to her also as we make our journey of the cross. That was the fourth station, Jesus meets his afflicted mother. And now to the fifth station. Simon helps Jesus to carry his cross. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. My strength is gone. I can no longer bear the cross alone. And so the legionnaires make, Christ, or make, make Simon give me aid. This Simon is like you, my other self. Give me your strength. Each time you lift some burden from another's back, you lift, as with your very hand, the cross's awful weight that crushes me. We reply, Lord, I make me realize that every time I wipe a dish, pick up an object off the floor, assist a child in some small task, or give another preference in traffic or the store. 
Each time I feed the hungry or clothe the naked or teach the ignorant or lend my hand in any way, it matters not to whom. My name is Simon, and the kindness I extend to them, I really give to you. The fifth station, Simon helps Jesus to carry his cross. And now the sixth station. Veronica wipes, wipes the face of Jesus. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Can you be brave enough, my other self, to wipe my bloody face? Where is my face, you ask? At home, whenever eyes fill up with tears. At work, when tensions rise, on playgrounds, in the slums, the courts, the hospitals, the jails. Wherever suffering exists, my face is there. And there I look for you to wipe away my blood and tears. Lord, what you ask is hard. He calls for courage and self-sacrifice, and I am weak. Please, give me strength. Don't let me run away because of fear. Lord, live in me and act in me and love in me, and not in me alone, in all of us, so that we may reveal no more your bloody but now your glorious face on earth. And so, brothers and sisters, it is. Um, it takes great courage to wipe the face of Jesus um, in many many of our, um, I think of when I stand before the Planned Parenthood so-called clinic, I think of when I stand up for justice or I speak a hard truth, but I also think uh, as I try to help the sick and visit the hospitals, uh, all of these are just ways that, again, sometimes it's, uh, it's scary what I see. Sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes I see the phone ring and say, uh-oh, there's so-and-so again, but they, they need a word. They need someone to listen. So again, these are just opportunities for us. We can't do everything. We can't solve everyone's problem, but we can always remember that when we do and when we're able, we're Veronica wiping the face of Jesus. That was the sixth station. And now the seventh station. Jesus falls for the second time. We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you because by your holy cross, you have redeemed the world. This seventh step, my other self, is one to test your will. From this fall, learn to persevere in doing good. The time will come when all your efforts seem to fail and you will think, I can't go on. Then turn to me, my heavy laden one, and I will give you rest. Trust me and carry on. Give me your courage, Lord. When failure presses heavily upon me and I'm desolate, stretch out your hand to lift me up. I know I must not cease but persevere in doing good. Help me, Lord. Alone, there's nothing I can do. With you, I can do anything you ask. I will. This, um, this station, I think, also reminds us of the importance of fortitude, one of the cardinal virtues. And we tend to think of fortitude as courage, but really fortitude is more of a, of a stick-to-itiveness. It's a, it's, a, uh, it's a carrying on, even when there are trials and setbacks, when there doesn't seem to always be the kind of progress we want. And yet, still, we know the right things to do. It's fortitude that keeps us going when we may at times feel discouraged, when there are setbacks and obstacles. Um, yes, it involves courage, but above all along, it involves perseverance. And so you might pray particularly now just for the gift of fortitude, especially in times like these. And that was the seventh station. Jesus falls for the second time. We go now to the eighth station. Jesus consoles the women of Jerusalem. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. 
How often I had longed to take the children of Jerusalem and gather them to me, but they refused. But now these women weep for me, and my heart mourns for them, mourns for their sorrows that will come. I comfort those who seek to solace me. How gentle can you be, my other self? How kind. My Jesus, your compassion in your passion is beyond compare. Lord, teach me, help me to learn when I would snap at those who would hurt me with their ridicule, those who misunderstand or hinder me with some misguided helpfulness, those who intrude upon my privacy, then help me curb my tongue. May gentleness become my cloak. Lord, make me kind like you. You know, I think in this station we ponder, I, I, I want to read to you the words of Christ from Scripture because they're very profound, and I, I think they speak to these times as never before. Um, says they led Jesus away and, they, and, and with Simon of Cyrene carrying the cross. Verse 27 of Luke 23, a large crowd of people followed Jesus, including many women who mourned and lamented him. And Jesus turned to them and said, Daughters of Jerusalem, don't weep for me. Weep instead for your children's. For indeed the days are coming when people will say, Blessed is the womb that never bore. Blessed are the barren. Blessed are the, blessed are the breasts that never nursed. And the people will say to the mountains, Fall on us. And to the hills cover us. For if these things are done when the wood is green, what will happen when it is dry? That idea of what will happen, if they, if they do this to an innocent man, what will happen when the guilty are punished, you see? And so there's that powerful, the days are actually coming when it would be so dark that people will say barrenness is better than fruitfulness. Blessed are the wounds as never bore. This, this is our time. This is the culture of death. It's a powerful stop on this cross. Um, Jesus consoles these women, but he warns them, too, that this is what unrepentant sin can do to a culture. And so I think in our own times we're doing that. I would ask you to, I'm not saying God is punishing us and what we're going through right now, but even if he isn't, there's still a time for us to repent. We were, a, lot of, a lot of times we felt very invincible as a culture. We felt, you know, we have these adventure movies, but that'll never really happen to us. You know, I mean, you know, we've seen these epidemic movies before or other, other natural disaster movies, but, oh, that won't happen to us. No. And no, and now it has. Now it has. And we're rocked back on our heels. We're not invincible. So something to think about. Uh, this is a very powerful stop on the way to the cross where Christ speaks to the heart of these women, but also to the heart of us and our culture, as if no culture ever before has fit this so exactly as ours. We see also the mountains fall on us. Isn't that physician-assisted suicide? Isn't that the culture of death? Okay, that was the eighth station. Jesus consoles the women of Jerusalem. The ninth station, Jesus falls for the third time. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Completely drained of strength, I now lie collapsed on the cobblestone. My body cannot move. No blows, no kicks can rouse it up. And yet, my will is mine, and so is yours. Know this, my other self. Your body may be broken, but no force on earth and none in hell can take away your will. Your will is yours. My Lord, I see you take a moment's rest and rise and stagger on. So I can do, because my will is mine. When all my strength seems gone and guilt and self-reproach press me to the earth and seem to hold me fast, protect me from the sin of Judas, but save me from despair. 
Lord, never let me feel that any sin of mine is greater than your love. No matter what my past has been, I can begin anew. There's an old saying that a saint is just a sinner who fell and got up again. And there's also then, I think, the virtue of hope to meditate on briefly. Hope is not a vague wish. Hope is the confident expectation of God's help in attaining eternal life. It is a confident expectation of God's help. And uh, so again, uh, yes, we have these times where we feel maybe we can be very kind of discouraged with ourselves, you know. Um, some people struggle with addictions, other people, you know, with anger, uh, with lust, any number of things that we can sometimes become discouraged. And, and yet again, the Lord says, your will is still yours. Let's continue on. Keep, keep trying. Keep, keep moving in the right direction. And I, I'm a witness, and I hope many of you are. There are sinful habits and patterns in my life that aren't troublesome to me anymore. God has put them to death. And I, I am not what I want to be, but I'm not what I used to be. Um, many, many good changes have come in my life. So the third, the, the, the ninth station, of Jesus fell for the third time. He got up again. The tenth station, Jesus is stripped of his garments. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Behold, my other self, the poorest king who ever lived. Before my creatures I stand stripped. The cross, my deathbed, even this is not my own. Yet who has ever been so rich? Possessing nothing, I own all, my Father's love. If you too would own everything, be not solicitous about your food, your clothes, your life. My Lord, I offer you my all, whatever I possess, and more, myself. Detach me from the cravings for prestige, position, wealth. Root out of me all trace of envy of my neighbor, who has more than I. Release me from the vice of pride, my longing to exalt myself, and lead me to the lowest place. May I be poor in spirit, Lord, so that I can be rich in you. That was the 10th station, Jesus is stripped of his garments. The 11th station, Jesus is nailed to the cross. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Can you imagine what a crucifixion is? My executioner stretch my arms, they hold my hand and wrist against the wood and press the nail until it stabs my flesh. Then with one heavy hammer smash, they drive it through and pain bursts like a bomb of fire in my brain. They seize the other arm, and agony again explodes. Then, raising up my knees so that my feet are flat against the wood, they hammer them fast, too. My God, I look at you and I think, is my soul worth this much? What can I give you in return? I hear and now accept for all my life, whatever sicknesses, torments, agonies may come. To every cross I touch my lips. Oh, blessed cross, that let me be with you, a co-redeemer of humanity in the one body of Christ. You know, I think um, I want to just also meditate for a moment on cruelty. Um, I remain astonished at how cruel human beings can be to one another. Can you imagine being the soldier who was nailing a, man, a man's wrist to a cross? How, how, does he, how does he go to bed? How does he sleep? Yeah, he's just a soldier doing his job, right? But still, I mean, I just don't know the, the kinds of cruelty and things that, that are possible. 
And I think that for all of us, uh, people who are cruel at one time were a little kid too. So what, what made them cruel was probably a life of cruelty that they also experienced. And um, human cruelty is perhaps just the, uh, probably the, the ugliest thing that I can think about uh, in the human family. And the depths of it are, can be astonishing. The way that uh, some people were hung, drawn, and quartered, they would have their abdomen split open and their intestines pulled out while they were still alive. These kinds of horrifying, cruel tortures. And um, how is this even possible in a human heart? And yet, that's how dark our hearts can get. That's why you got to stay close to the Lord, close to the Lord. So, Lord, save us from all cruelty and help us to not be cruel. That was the 11th station, Jesus is crucified. The 12th station, Jesus dies on the cross. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross, you have redeemed the world. The cross becomes a pulpit now. Forgive them, Father. You will be with me in paradise. There's your mother. There, your son. I thirst. It is complete. But to speak, I have to raise myself by pressing on my wrist and feet, and every move engulfs me in new ways of agony. And then when I've borne enough, I've emptied my humanity, I let my mortal life depart. My Jesus, God, what can I say or do? I offer you my death with all of its pains, accepting now the time and the kind of death in store for me. Not by a single instant would I lengthen my lifespan. I offer you my death for my own sins and for those of humanity. My God, my God, forsake us not. We know not what we do. That was the 12th station. Jesus dies on the cross. The 13th station. Jesus is taken down from the cross. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. And the sacrifice is done. Yes, my mass is complete. But not my mother's, not yours, my other self. My mother must still cradle in her arms the lifeless body of the son she bore. You too must part from those who love you, and grief will come to you. In your bereavements, think of this. A multitude of souls were saved by Mary's sharing in my Calvary. Your grief can also be the price of souls. I beg you, Lord, help me accept the partings that must come from friends who go away, my children leaving home, and most of all, my dear ones, when you shall call them to yourself. Then give me grace to say, as it has pleased you, Lord, to take them home, I bow to your most holy will. And if by just one word I might restore their lives against your will, I would not speak it, but grant them eternal joy. The 13th station, Jesus is taken down from the cross. The 14th station, the body of Jesus is placed in the tomb. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. And so ends my mortal life. But now another life begins for Mary and for Magdalene, for Peter, and for John, and you. My life's work is done. My work within and through my church must now commence. I look to you, my body. I look to you, my other self. Day in, day out, from this time forth, be my apostle, my victim, my saint. My Jesus, Lord, you know that my spirit is as willing as my flesh is weak. 
The teachings that you could not impart, the sufferings you could not bear, the works of love you could not do in your short life on earth, let me impart and bear and do through you. But I am nothing, Lord. Help me. This is, of course, a a beautiful image now of the mystical body of Christ on earth, which is the church. And how, again, he has no eyes now but ours. He has no no voice now, should I say, but ours. Uh, No hands but ours. Um, He ministers and works through his body now, the church. And so this, um, this, this last station, the body of Jesus is buried. But as we read, Jesus says, unless the grain of wheat falls to the earth and dies, it remains just a grain of wheat. But if it falls to the earth and dies, it produces abundant fruit. See? And uh, this is true then in so many different level, levels and ways. But for, for, for our purposes at this station, it bears fruit in the, in the, in the, in the now the billions of Catholics and Christians who have lived down through the centuries and the more than one billion now who are on this planet of Catholics and his mystical body, he's still, he's still at work bearing fruit now in his mystical body on earth. Truly his body, yet mystically present. We come now to the conclusion Christ speaks to us. I told you at the start, my other self, that my life was not complete until I crowned it by my death, and your way would not be complete until you crowned it by your life. Accept then each moment as it comes to you, with faith and trust. Accept all that happens, accept that all that happens has my mark on it. A simple fiat is all it takes. A breathing in your heart, I will it, Lord. So seek me not in far off places. I'm close at hand. Your workbench, your office, your kitchen, these are altars where you offer love. And I am with you there. Go now, take up your cross, and with your life, complete your way. It's a very different kind of stations, you know. It's, um, it's, it's very personal, e- even scary in places to pray. <laughs> but... Um, I, I hope that you, you uh, found it as helpful as I have over the years. I also like other forms of station where the, there's a lot of scriptural references and quotes from the Suffering Servant songs. I, I appreciate those greatly, too. Um, this one, though, I think uh, it makes a, a very personal journey, you and Christ and I together. And um, he reminds us that, again, um, this cross is present at every Mass and also stretches through time, and each of us has our our sliver of the cross, our, our bit of suffering that uh, is a member of the mystical body of Christ, that's, that's ours. That's ours. This last thing I think is important for us then to maybe just want to repeat. Accept each moment as it comes to you with faith and trust. And I have to keep remembering that right now, or right now in this con- incredible situation that we're in. Don't know how long it'll be. Everything seems up for grabs. Everything seems uncertain. Um, Accept each moment as it comes to you, says the Lord. Accept it with faith and trust. So, Not much I can do about it. This is out of my hands. Civil authorities and to some extent our bishops have decisions to make. And um, uh, unless we're asked to do something evil, we, we should take, take care to obey. That's part of our cross. But I tell you this much, I'm glad I don't have to make the decisions. And um, they're hard ones. And uh, there'll come a day, a tipping point where it says, maybe it's time to begin to get back to work. And some will cry out, no, it's not time yet. And others will say it's overtime. <laughs> so they're in a difficult place. Hold up our leaders now um, and accept right now for all of us each moment as it comes to us. So 
All right. Uh, the Lord be with you. Lord, I ask your blessing now upon all who have made the Stations of the Cross. May each and every one of us, um, by your grace, um, be blessed. Uh, we, we, pray, we pray also for the indulgence by acknowledging the, we pray for the good intentions of our Holy Father, and we ask your blessing upon us and upon him. And may Almighty God bless you all, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this presentation from the Institute of Catholic Culture. If you'd like to learn more about the mission of the Institute and how you may become a part of this important work, please visit our website at www.instituteofcatholicculture.org or call us at 540-635-7155. And may the glory of Christ Church be ever more manifest upon the earth. St. John the Evangelist, pray for us.